This is season one, episode eight of the Money Talks, Money Matters podcast featuring Courtney Douglas. He is yo, 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 he's yo. crazy in the mortgage business right now. He's absolutely killing it. Just just graduated a, a year ago. I graduated two months ago. Two months ago. <laughs> and um, he's making shit happen. So just, just tell us a little about yourself. Uh, my name is Courtney Douglas. Uh, I'm from the Coal Springs area. Um, you know, born and raised, uh, grew up just playing sports, uh, been around real estate for a little bit. Uh, both my parents are real estate investors. Um, they own about like four quadruplexes in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so I've wow. been a property manager for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> been collecting rent, mowing grass, doing everything for property management. And then, you know, when I graduated, I always knew I wanted to be in real estate. Um, didn't really want to be a real estate agent. Um, found the mortgage side and it's been a blessing ever since. A blessing. Got it. And um, I mean, I was talking to a lot of people who deal with mortgages and yeah. a lot of people in the mortgage business. Like we had um, Max. Oh, yeah. Max come on the podcast uh -huh. and he says that getting no, your. He has a Max at uh, his um, mortgage. Team oh, no, no, no. I know he's talking Max about. Max Fish? Yeah. Oh, okay. Max I just thought yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, mm -hmm. having like achieving your mortgage is like, um, is it, is it called, it's not called mortgage. Your mortgage license, rather, yeah. is like the hardest you can get like uh, so just kind of walk us through that on like so so my my situation a lot different than a lot of people um you know the average mortgage loan officer age is around like 30 to 40. um you know everyone in my office is older than me <laughs> um but you know i started uh my junior year in you know in college um and you know i had a it's it's like a whole plan you gotta you know this test is it's difficult has about a, like a 43% pass rate. Yeah. Um, so before that, you know, I started studying. I went to like a 20 hour class down here during one of my breaks in college. Started studying, I was like, there's no way I'm passing this. Like I just didn't have enough time. And then after <laughs> that, I just went full speed, just devoted time every single day. Went at it, you know, I paid for like a crash course thing and that really helped. And then after that, I passed and I passed by 1%. percent. <laughs> <laughs> that's so it, it, it's been a ride for sure. But you know, I've had like, for example, the person I work with now, he's been a big mentor for me. I mean, the dude, the dude's killing it with mortgages. Um, name was, drop. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Ryan Brandenberger. Um, he, he's a great mentor. Um, you know, he's been in my corner ever since, you know, I got in tune with him. What's okay. uh, what's the biggest thing that he's helped you with as far as was it more um, mindset so, or more? So it's a lot of things. You know, it takes a while for people to build a, a mortgage book of business if they're not at the right company. Um, for example, you know, there are a lot of people that work for a bank. Um, banks, typically, you don't really need a, you know, clients or stuff like that. People that are, in, for example, realtors, um, you know, there's always people walking in to a bank and wanting to get a mortgage. When you go on the you know the lending and the broker side, you have to build your own book of business, um, and he has helped me with that. Um, you know, for example, like two weeks ago, I just got officially for lender one of the biggest brokers in Boca, um, and I would never have done that without him. <laughs> okay. Like literally without him. Um, it's been tough so far, you know, just handling all that, but it's been amazing. It's a blessing. Yeah, I mean, for sure, and kind of just to go on a sidetrack and just to mention what we talked about earlier with your parents being like real estate investing, yeah. like that's something that I truly want to get into. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm going to assume that they started off at a semi young age, twenties and thirties. So actually, no, uh, my parents are from Jamaica. Um, you know, when they first moved to the country, you know, they, they've been, they worked their ass off. Uh, my dad, you know, used to bike two miles to work every morning. After that he would go work. 
Uh, my mom worked three jobs, literally three jobs. <laughs> she worked two while she was pregnant with me. Um, they're oh big gosh. savers, um, really big savers. Um, and, you know, when the market crashed in about 2008, where houses were dirt cheap, they just pulled the trigger and bought a bought some properties and you know oh my god yeah, well, shit. benefited ever since <laughs> no no it's paying dividends so yeah. i mean would you thank your more of your mom and your dad for your financial knowledge that you have oh, now yeah. oh yeah um i've never been i'm not a flashy guy like i drive a nissan altima <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a flashy guy i mean i dress nice i guess but not a big flashy guy i'm not really flaunty or anything um you know and that's that's a testament to them you know it's they're big savers, you know. Ever since I was young, you know, we've been cutting corners, you know. They they still run a budget every month. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that they need to. It's just that they're so stuck with that that process. So would you – what – did they have goals when they are saving or did they just save just for the frugality so, of it? just the frugality of it, honestly. Like, they're, they're, they're just like me. Like, not really big spenders, but – you know, they, they like to invest. Um, for example, my mom has a pretty big stock portfolio. Um, she's been building that ever since she started her first job. Um, and that's something that she's kept ever since. And, you know, it's grown, played dividends to her. And, you know, why 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 flaunt her lifestyle? There's no point, of, she's old, she's like 50 something, my dad's 65. So, you know, they're just, they're just living their, you know, calm life, comfortable life. So what'd you say, how much do you think you save out of your paycheck that you get? So I actually have a budget myself. Um, so I'm paid, I have a variable income. You know, when you're a mortgage loan officer, you're, you're paid commissions. Uh, when I first started, I was paid a, a little tiny salary with commission. Um, and then after like a month of that, I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. <laughs> you know, they're, they're taking a chunk out your check. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it might not be a risky choice, but, you know, life's full of risks, and I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what does your budget look like? Um, so right now, you know, I save a lot. I know I live with my parents. Um, so I take a whole chunk out for, you know, let's say rent or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm saving about 60 to 70% of my income. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. Do you invest uh, at all? Oh, I invest a lot. <laughs> but, you know, since since about two months ago... I stopped paying, you know, to the riskier side. I'm more into like, you know, mutual funds and ETFs and things like that that are going to grow and pay dividends. So stocks are your main form of investment. Yeah, yeah, for right now. Do you ever tag team on your parents' uh, property investments or? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy that you brought that up. Uh, my dad actually sent me a, a property like two days ago. He wanted me to look at. Um, so I went through the whole process, like mortgage process, talking to everyone in my office. Hey, you think I can? you know, do this thing. And I found out, you know, when you're, you know, I didn't find out, I knew that, but you know, when you're, when you're applying for a mortgage, you have to have two years history of a certain. Yeah. So I was like, I was explaining to you guys before this, I was trying to go the bank statement route, but you know, higher interest rate, the numbers just didn't. How big up. of an interest rate was it? So you know? typically when you're would a be? bank statement loan, you know, you're upwards to, you know, 3.6, you can even get to four depending on, you know, all the there's so many factors that go into a yeah. mortgage <laughs> yeah. so i'm telling you so i mean in my opinion why don't you just do that and then wait a year and a half and then refinance that on top of it to get a lower mortgage so the situation that's in when you're when you when you have a property that's paying you know rental income for example um i would move into it use it as a primary you know property but i'm still running numbers why move into a property that's not going to pay you you know what i mean correct 
So the numbers. Oh, so you'd be breaking even, basically. Yeah, not oh. even breaking even. I'd be paying like three hundred a month. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot, but you but know it's why? Still, yeah. It's an investment. Why? You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I mean, just like your parents are gonna hold on to it for you know for hopefully your entire life. Oh yeah. In a way. Um. So I mean, what I'm trying to get into is like, since you, I feel like you do have the capital. I mean, why aren't you just gonna pull the trigger? Besides the interest rate. Have like, you, have you looked at the market yet? <laughs> I mean. I, I mean I, I mean, it's fair, but if you picture, I mean, if interest rates go up and the feds are like, okay, whatever, screw yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like now a bank, st- like you have an bank statement in like maybe six months to a year. I mean, it's probably going to be like six to 7%. Yeah. But you know, when you're running numbers, I take into account, you know, the, the property value like increase. So example, some areas in Florida, you know, we're upwards of 4%, 6%, you know, probably in Parkland. I mean, there's houses growing by the month, a hundred thousand dollars in equity. That's fair. So, you know, it's it's all about the numbers you know every property i look at you got you got to run your numbers yeah and like has, the whole point of this market the reason why there's so many buyers in this market is because of the low interest rate so if you can't get the low interest rate then what's yeah the point? Then what's the point yeah you I know you that know if you, before if you were buying a three hundred thousand dollar house you would have upwards of four you know five percent interest rate right now you can get a three percent interest rate on a five hundred thousand dollar house you'd be paying the same you would in the last two years so yeah so you must be like wicked good at math if you like <laughs> no if you like love numbers like the way you say you love numbers like you have to love so kind so of the game there's a lot of tools that you can use um for example um my parents have an excel sheet they use so basically it runs everything so you can put a purchase price you can put your like everything and it can run your numbers for you so there's a lot of tools you can use is it open to the public or is it their special tool <laughs> We'll talk about it <laughs> after the podcast. No, fair enough. Yeah. No, and like, but even without all those extra stuff, there's an abundance of tools out there. Just oh free apps, you free can, you everything. Can, you can like Google. You can Google some, you know, rental calculators, rental income calculators. There's this and- one. Oh man, I forgot the name, but there's this one. Um, website. It's like a startup company that just came out. Yeah. It'll search the properties for you and it'll give you all the information as how much profit you'll make if you rented a certain number. It's, yeah. It's, the tools are crazy. Dude, there's so much, infor- the there's so it, much information out to the public. And I'm so glad that like young individuals like us like are so in tune with it because yeah. a lot of the older public, they don't know about this. It seems like you cannot sleep on this. And there's stuff. such a, there's such a curve that, you know, for example, the people I hang out with or, you know, for example, the people I talk to on a regular basis are so like in tune with it that when you see certain stuff, you're like, man, I'm skipping a whole generation of knowledge. Yeah. Um, just because I'm so like I'm I'm with it, like I'm in front of it. I'm looking at it. Um, I'm always up to date on this certain type of things. Yeah. What really got me motivated was when I started talking to the older generation, I started with people 50, 50 years oh, old, six years old. Dude. And they were saying, oh, yeah, when I want to buy property, they had to go to, like, some place in the office and wait an hour in line oh just to get God. one piece of information. You say, like, and we take it for granted. We, we have do. social media. We have all these different things. It, but it's so accessible to us that you can't appreciate it. It's like when you go to someone that give you free food and then you don't, you're not as grateful for it because you don't have to pay for it or something like that. Like, you, we don't appreciate it yeah. because it's so easy accessible. And just like, just like the... The, the older generation it's so good to have older people in your corner yeah correct um, for example like i mentioned earlier before my branch manager he's about he's upward 40 um and he's been in the mortgage industry for over you know 20 years something like that yeah and if you think about it i'm two months in i'm skipping anyone that would you know jump in the industry brand new at a certain company that's not you know 
you don't have a mentor or anything like you're you're, you're at a loss yeah yeah that person's not going to help you and you know there's a lot to learn when you're 100 percent commissioned dude there's ways to get around certain things that are going to help you for longevity um and that's paid dividends for me and there's people like mark cuban that will say you don't need a mentor and oh. they don't anything but because when his perspective it makes sense where he says you should rug it out um fight it out and everything like that yeah, because yeah. you need to have that grit that, that goes through yeah but you, you could still have a mentor and still oh, yeah. you know learn a lot as the way it goes like i'm still learning to this day i, st- I learned something new every day yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, try to have, like, I try to have lunch with at least one person older than me at least once a week yeah, if not like once you, a day that would be a goal. you're still gonna rug it out no matter what you're you're learning stuff you, you know you're in real estate you you have your own business yeah <laughs> i mean we all technically have our own business we're all working 100 percent commission yeah. so yeah. it's like yeah, you're an entrepreneur, but that's the thing I love about, you know, being in, you know, real estate mortgage. Um, you know, a lot of people are so hesitant to get into something that's 100% commission, but that drives me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that makes me happy. Like, I wake up and I have something to shoot for. And yeah, and especially what not, you posted this morning. Like, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but it's it's kind of just adding on to what you said. You said, if you don't wake up to win, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, that's the one thing I like, I truly respect about you every morning. So I, I think you wake up like 5.30 every morning and you're oh, like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to dominate today. I'm going to make today my bitch. Dude, every <laughs> night I plan out my day. Yeah. How, <laughs> deep, hit, how deep do you plan out? So, for example, I wake up. I wake up at, you know, 5, 5.20, 5.20-ish, 5.30. And that's crazy. I tell people 5.30, they're like, why 5.20? I'm like, dude, that's how much sleep I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm to the point. Um, and, you know, I work out to about, you know, 7-ish. Um, after that, you know, I'm prospecting. <laughs> okay. I'm prospecting, whether that's on social media, whether that's, you know, following up with people, you know. And then from there on, you know, I go into a, a work mode where, you know, I got I got stuff I got to handle. I got fires I got to put out. I got stuff I got to check on. And, you know, from there, it's probably back to prospecting, meeting with people, for example. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm big on planning out your day. Um, yeah. I'm big on setting goals, too. If you're not setting goals, what's the point? Um, you know, there's a lot of people you come into tween with and, you know, they have all these goals they have for themselves. But how are you going to get there? You know, you got to set smaller goals to get to the bigger picture. Yeah, a goal without a plan is just a dream. It That's is. What they say. Got a lot of dreamers here too. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, how would you say your friendship circle has influenced you? My friends are awesome. Um, I noticed you hang out with Corey and like yeah, all those people and my, like all heavy hitters. Yeah, I, I got a lot of people in my circle that just whatever they're doing, they're doing it to the best ability, and I gotta thank. Like I don't got any friends that are just out here just living, like just doing whatever. Did you have any at one point? Yeah, I mean, you can always say acquaintances, but I'm talking yeah, close yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had, you know, friends growing up, you know, you just, they kind of just fade away. You know, you, you come to a certain point in your life where it's like, this person's bringing me down. Not bringing you down, but like stopping you from like, if you got friends there, for example, um, you know, especially when I started college and you're just working out and stuff like that. Yeah. You got friends that are trying to like deteriorate your time. Like, hey, why aren't you like, dude, got stuff to do, got stuff to handle. And yeah, and it's a big thing that's just like, Energies attract, and if your yeah. energy isn't like it just repels each other, yeah. like it's on the same thing. Yeah. You know? And then just recently, like you guys were talking about, hanging out with people that are older than you, like key, dude, key, man. you you skip you skip <clears throat> generations, decades, decades, bro. And like, and you wait, sorry, go go. Just like growing up, you know, you have your mom, your dad, you're like, you don't know what you're talking about, or like, you'd be surprised, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know, and I feel like that's the kind of the premise on why we started this whole thing. It's yeah. just because of the fact that it's like we are trying to gain as much knowledge as can get from you and also yeah. it's like take that out into the real world and yeah. just start making like like making shit happen yeah. yeah so it's like i mean like every guest brings something new to the table yeah. and that's kind of what we love yeah and um and the one thing that i 
I really expected about because we had Max too. Yeah. We had him come in, and he was the uh he was ranked top. He was 150 in the nation. Oh, he's killing it. And then I think I think he's first in Florida. He's and it, it. And it's just because of why? Because his circle. Because what's? He, wait, I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. And I'm saying how it's like he really attracts other real estate agents, and I feel like you guys and real estate agents go hand in hand. So oh, if yeah. you're not holding a real estate agent by the hand, you're not making money. Exactly. You're not making any so, money. It, it's crazy because this business, you know, I don't like to call people my business partners, like generally my friends, yeah. like everyone I work with, you know, whether that you're a top agent or you're bottom, like, I don't, I don't, I don't care like how much deals you're doing. Like I'm here to create friendships. Um, if you're not doing deals, how can I get you to that curve to where, you know, you're doing more? How can I, you know, teach you ways to get more leads, create a social media presence, provide value. And that's certain things like a lot of these, you know, older mortgage brokers, they don't work with like a, a small agent. I'm so against that. I, I think the biggest lie that we've been told was almost because you say you want to create friendships. And I think that's a huge key as far as we've been grown and grown to be taught that business relationships mm -hmm. are completely different than friendships, completely different than I even see some business relationships close to like girlfriends as close and how much you're talking, the way you like deal with each yeah. other and the maturity that comes with it. Yeah. I think that, um, a relationship is a relationship no matter what avenue it's in. Exactly. You know, and I wish that people understood that more because when you look at the movies and you see all this stuff, you see, oh, you have to be a certain way and uh, you, if you don't act a certain way, <laughs> then you're not going to have a friendship. And no. Yeah, but, you know, like you said, mortgage and, you know, real estate go hand to hand. Um, you know, especially on the, you know, the broker lending side like I am, if you don't, if you don't got good realtors that know what they're doing that are, you know, intertwined with, say, a good company or people that are doing things, um, you know, you're going to be at a loss, you know, yeah. there's, there's, it, it's hard, dude. You, you gotta have people on your team that are, you know, on top of stuff, you know, whether they need something from you, whether you're giving it or whether, you know, they can educate a buyer when, you know, you can't be there. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, especially like the younger realtors I work with, I like explain, explain the mortgage process to them. Cause what's, what's the benefit of me just handling everything on the mortgage side? You know, how can I educate you so where you can pre-qualify someone before I even pre-approve them? You know what I mean? You got to tell this person, hey, yeah, you can make, you make, you know, 10 grand a month, but did you do your taxes? <laughs> yeah. A lot of real estate agents, they won't, they won't even ask those type of questions. You know what I mean? And yeah. in reality, they're wasting their time. You know, in this business, it's all about time. Um, if you're wasting your time showing properties or someone that's never going to yeah. get pre-approved for a property, what's the point? Yeah. Of course. No, that's fair. And then also what I like is that in, in Blue Realty, like Max, he like he comes and he explain, explains like the whole mortgage business to yeah. like everyone in the office, meaning yeah. that we can understand if someone's qualified, I mean, can be qualified for a $700,000 house, but yeah. you also have to take into account, which I didn't know is like all their debts. Exactly. Their car. Exactly. Um, un Like another investment property. Exactly. You know, uh, like paying off... Um, child support just just, uh, just 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 anything and everything. everything like you, you have to literally go through the strings of a shirt exactly and just start putting it together putting <laughs> it together so i'm 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 two months in and i still have real estate agents that i'll come i'll, I'll come meet up with and they have no clue what a mortgage is yeah and yeah i mean nothing wrong with that but something like, wrong with that it, there's something wrong because <laughs> they go hand in hand exactly you should at least know you know the certain bits and pieces that you know at least get your toes in it like exactly just figure out in what. reality why are you showing homes and wasting your time you know a lot of realtors still don't get their person pre-approved before they show homes yeah well you're gonna get on you're gonna 
we're going to put in an offer that the person can't, you know. So it's a lot of things that, you know, I'm glad that I've been taught. And that goes into, um, I've always wondered, like, what makes a really, really successful business person? Because there's people with PhDs that can't run a proper business, and there's people that's never got to high school that can build multi-million dollar businesses. So it's like, what is the factor? You know, especially things since industries are ever changing, they keep constantly changing. Um, What's that X factor? And I realized that it's about how well do you know your industry? Yeah. How well do you know each term? How It's not even like the specifics of exactly how to say this to this person, but do you know every aspect? Do you know the mortgages? Do you know the paperwork? Do you know this? And how well do you know like the back of your hand? And it's those people that really just make the million. Exactly. Simple and for as example, that. like you just said, I'm reading a book about how you can be a million dollar real estate agent yeah. because I want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I work with real estate agents every day. Why why would I, you know, learn that information? So of course. it's 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 you know, to create a good big book of business, I, I one thing that I really like is yeah, information, but I like the team aspect. Of course. Um you have to have a great team. Yeah. Have to. Um like I said, I started two months ago. I have people that are in my corner, you know, if I need something like the mortgage industry, there's something new every day <laughs> um, I got people in my corner that have been in the industry for 30 years if I, if I don't know something you know I can ask them yeah <laughs> um, they'll get that there's information there's just all those little there. things that you don't even yeah, think like about you have to have it yeah <laughs> yeah so did you have any friends in college who are now in the kind of like a business partner or a friend of you now um, that you're working with with mortgages or, or either real estate so I got a I got a couple you know people that are on the financial advisor side um, and you know how that benefits you if say someone you know they have a, a divorce or you know things in that nature that you know their finances are mixed up um, that's a, that's a lead in itself you know ref to refinance a house you can pull out equity that you know is untaxed um, you know there's people that can pull out 200k out their house and they don't even know that get a lower interest rate still pay the same they don't even know that information um, so you get, you know, there's a lot of ways to, you know, get those type of people in your corner. And thank God I, I have those people in my corner. And I didn't know before when I graduated, you know, they talk about hitting your spirit of influence. You know, when you're creating a, creating a book of business or, you know, you're creating a business, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Hit that spirit of influence first. And that, that that's worked tremendously. The spirit of influence? Yeah, uh, yeah. tremendously. It's um, I was watching some interviews on millionaire um, CEOs and people that own companies, and they said people think that you need a 50-person team to run a successful business. And they yeah. said they t it comes down to three people. It comes down to the prospector, the person that executes the actual mission, and then the person that oversees everything like bookkeeping. And yep. things like that. So you need three yep. superstars, not just normal people, but people that will actually push for better. And care about what they're doing. And care about what they're doing. And they said every person that's had the interview about that they said that's all it took yeah they, they were thinking they need 100 employees they said no once they figured out they all they need was three proper employees that they can count on their business is 3x yeah because you you got to think about it you know there's so like especially like bookkeeping and like the clerical work yeah you know emails phone calls that takes up so much time oh yeah it takes yeah. up so much time for example my uh, branch manager he has two assistants <laughs> they take away you know calling you know yeah he he does make calls but you know they take away half the emails that he has to send out half of the phone calls he has to make so he can constantly prospect and do other things that are you know urgent so yeah so do you prospect to realtors or do you prospect to potential homeowners so, so how, like I, how does it work so it's both i prospect actually i prospect at three um I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I call myself a big hitter. I, I, I don't care who I go up to. I'll talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I prospect brokers that already have a preferred lender, you know, 
I can do the job better. Yeah. Um, realtors that already have been working with someone for 10 plus years and they think they have a connection, but then explain to them, hey, this person's doing this wrong. Um, I can get this done faster than this person. You know, yeah, you don't have to use me every time, but I uh, trust me, you're going to need me one day. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's worked out for dividends for me. And then realtors, you know, I don't really go for realtors that are, you know, top dogs. You know, I'm two months in, you know, it's just not a good fit. They're going to give me the who are you type of thing. So I like to grow with people. Um, I tag, you know, younger agents that are just up and coming, you know, and then go from there. Um, so that's worked out for me. How do you maintain your connections? Because I'm sure real estate, mortgage, everything, it's a lot of people you're talking to every single day. So like I said, I'm a, I'm a big on, especially for business partners and just, you know, people that help me grow my business. I don't like to look at it as a business partner, more of like a friendship. Um, every one of my realtors, I check in with them every week. You know, some of them call me every single day. But How long uh, does that normally take? What do you mean? I'm sure you don't do it in one sitting, but like... How much of your time does checking up on people and making sure people are okay? So I, I pick certain days for certain things. For example, every Monday I call, I mean, every Tuesday. Yeah, run us through the schedule. Every Tuesday. So every Monday I call, you know, my past clients or, you know, people I'm working with right now. Um, every Tuesday, that's for that's for realtors. Um, you know, who's, who's you know, working with me right now? How can I better help you? You know, have we done something before? You know, do you need this, 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 that? Wednesday's a big prospecting day for me. Um, tomorrow I got a meeting set up. Thursday, like I said, I couldn't make it. I got a, another meetup. So Thursday, and then Friday is it's a mixture of everything. What needs to get done before the weekend? Because a lot of people that are applying for a mortgage take off weekends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we need deadlines to hit, hey, we need these documents. So let's get it in before on Friday. So you know Saturday and Sunday, if you do take off and you're like, hey, I'm not texting this Courtney dude back or calling them back to get something on a weekend, so. That's a big day for me. Too. Do you work weekends? Yeah. Yeah, all weekends, or do you like every take, single weekend? You don't take a day off at all, dude. I was on vacation this weekend, and I was still sending out emails and making calls. <laughs> my flight—it's crazy. My flight—I had a flight supposed to land at ten o'clock. What was it? Sunday. It landed at five a.m. in the morning. I went in my bed. and I was like, I can't make it to the gym right now. But I was like, I'm not going to sleep. I just started working. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, if you're if you if you're in any type of sector where you're you know making commission or you got your own business and you're not working weekends, you're at a you're at a loss. Yeah, you won't survive. Yeah, I, I mean, especially like at a, at an open house, I know that they were talking about how you would rather go to a local lender than the bank because the bank isn't open on the weekend. Exactly. So if you have a problem during either closing or um, trying to get the mortgage in, I mean, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was actually. I started going to open, that was like my first outlet to like get in front of people. So I started going to open houses as soon as I got back from college. Cause you know, talking to like the people in my circle, hey, that's gonna be pay dividends. I didn't even have business cards at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking to these people, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna text you my number. And then, you know, those are clients that are showing up now that are, you know, ready. Or those are realtors that I work with now. Cause I met them, created a good connection. And then we're here now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's. I mean, you were walking around without business cards. Yeah. So, okay. So I mean, do you? So I know you don't try to go for these top realtors, but I feel like once you get in, it's like a trickle down effect. Yeah. Of like so, then you so, get all the little realtors. Exactly. Under and them. To, and then you know, once you get the little realtors that love your service, you know, I'm getting pre-approvals out in 24 hours. That's because I'm just a workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> so you How know, what does the process of a pre-approval take? Like so it can average. Uh, average it can be tricky um you know pretty much the, the realtors i work with now for the most part they send me good buyers 
um, just because they're the ones that I work with now, especially at the broker I just into them with, they're seasoned. You know, they know exactly what takes them more because they have a home themselves. So, you know, they're asking a lot of questions up front. So most of those I can get it done in a couple hours. But, you know, for the other people that, you know, have no idea what a mortgage is, you know, first time home buyer, you know, they're they're the older generation. They don't know what a tax document is. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, you know, on top of that, they're not really good with the, you know, tech and computers and stuff like that. But, you know, typically it can take, you know, like I said, typical application, you know, one to three days. Um, you know, if the person's tech savvy and has all their documents up front, I can get in a couple of hours. Um, what's so good about my company? Everything's automated. Like I can send an application through my to text and someone can get started on that, their basic information. And then it basically, after they put in our, their information, it requests docs automatically. Like I don't have to go in and request docs. So like everything's automated. So. And then great. how does the split work at your company? Because I know for like at Blue Realty, you do like a mentorship and then it's like 50, 50. And then after the first couple of deals, it's like 65, 35. Then after the first like 20, then it's like 80, like 80, 20. So yeah. So when I started, I was on a salary and then I had like a small split. Hated that. <laughs> you know, it takes away a lot. But, you know, right now I'm at a position where, you know, I make I make the average you know, loan them out. Um, but, you know, I'm looking towards, you know, but that's because I have a loan partner with me. Um, he helps me. That's Todd. He helps me out a lot. Um, you know, he brings a wealth of knowledge um, that honestly, I'm still learning. Um, but after after I get comfortable, you know, be on my own, you know, my split's going to be where it should be. So right now I'm at um, it goes by BIPs. That's what they call commission. So right now I make one percent of a loan. Um, when oh wow yeah yeah that's a lot yeah <laughs> okay so when you're um shit yeah <laughs> no i know when you uh when you when you don't have a loan partner or you know loan assistance with you you can make 1.5 percent okay. um and when i first started out i only made 0.50 percent so you think about it yeah it's nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i had like when i first started i had all these leads coming in and i'm like like they're just now going to start like closing back to back to back. So like, like, you know, I want to get out of this as soon as possible. Cause you know, once it comes down to it, you know, if you run the numbers, it's like, it's not worth it. And you know, yeah, starting off with salary, I understand, you know, you got to learn a lot to learn. Like I jumped in, didn't know what a mortgage was. I just took the test, knew the basics. I didn't know how to go through an application, anything. And I would literally. So what's on the test if you don't know how to go through the application? It's it's a complete opposite of what actually goes on. <laughs> that's the same with real estate. Yeah. Cause, cause, because it all dates back to stuff that's like. It's like the laws, regulations. Yeah. Stuff like oh, that. Okay. So yeah. unless you're going to be like a mortgage attorney or yeah. like a real estate attorney, you really you truly don't yeah. need to learn yeah. it. So, you know, once I once I got through that point, um, I, I used to spend seven. I used to go in the office at seven a.m. and then leave at like six. And even when I go home, I would still, like, I have to learn this stuff because I would be talking to people and I'd be like, oh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. And it's not a fun <laughs> feeling know, at all. Yeah. It's especially, it's, it's someone's biggest purchase of their life. And right? you act like, it, like, oh, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. And that, that didn't sit well with me. So, like, I put in so much, just the basic stuff, like, I put in so much time and effort to learn certain things that it's helped me so far. And that's and how anything starts, too. And there's like, still people that, in this industry that I don't know a lot of stuff because yeah. it's it's so broad there's so many different like rules and regulations that transform in different areas that you work oh, in it's, it's yeah 
So I'm just going to kind of jump back to what you said before. Yeah. You, you get 1% of the loan amount. So who pays you the 1%? Is it the banks that pay you the 1%? So it, yeah. So it's basically like I work for cross country mortgage. So basically the company pays me. Good thing about our company, we don't work for like a broker or something like that where they charge like origination fees to the customer. Um, a lot of those companies, you know, they buy down the interest rate, but you know, on the back end, the customer is paying for it. My company, you know, the reason why I have the split I have, a lot of brokers, they can make upwards of 2%, you know, 3% if they wanted to. Um, my company has a cap, so it's like 1.5. That lets me, you know, do more deals at a good interest rate, so I'm, you know, in a way, you have more volume, you know what I mean? Instead of just sticking towards the total loan amount or the most amount of money I can make. And basically, it's it's in a process where, you know, you can really screw your customer over. Um, and, you know, I, I like the situation I'm in right now. So do you get more money the more interest that is on the loan, meaning it's better for the bank? So the lower interest rate you offer someone. Correct. So someone can buy down the interest rate. Um, so say we're at, you know, we're hanging low threes right now. Someone can buy it down all the way to 2.5, but that would that would that would be what's called an origination fee. You know, you're buying down your interest rate. So, okay. Oh, so it means like they would pay off what would be the other. Yeah. So okay. like my company, you know, we have the you know the uh, interest rate low hanging threes where the interest rates are at. Another company can step in. Hey, I can get you a lower interest rate. Not tell you you're really paying for it. They just put in the charges and then you yeah, know, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah. That, wow. That's something that's. That's a good. I mean, it's good that you hopped off salary, to be honest, because I mean, like, uh, like the guy from Shark Tank says, I think Kevin O'Leary says, oh yeah, he says that salary is a drug that uh, a drug that they gave you give you to forget about money. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah, because of the fact that it's like, I mean, I was working at Publix for like four years. I was pretty satisfied, and and then I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I know I'm only 18 because I thought, oh, you have to be like a certain age to start a business. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, so it makes no sense. Like, even when you say that, it's like, what? Yeah. So then like, I just have this real, like, just like this coming to heart where I'm like, what am I doing? So I walk in, I put in my two weeks on the spot, yeah. no conversation, no nothing. I love it. <laughs> and, um, and then I start to work for myself. My first like work for myself job was I did DoorDash yeah. and I was like kind of working for myself. But like that was like the independence I want, yeah. and then after that I was like, oh, well, I'm 18 now, so I can get my real estate license, yeah. and that's kind of the path I took. So, so it's like independence is like amazing. Yeah, and then you know a lot of people talk about freedom, and you know like especially when you're not working a salary, you don't have to wake up, and you know, well, I still wake up early as hell. Yeah. But you know a lot of people they're they're stuck in what you guys probably heard the rat race. You know, yeah. They work their nine to five every single week. Of course. You know, there's no change in their schedule. There's no, you know, upbringing to where, oh, I can make X amount. Like, you're stuck. You're stuck. It's yeah. a constant wheel. Um, there's no growth. Um, even if you wanted to go to your boss and be like, hey, I want a promotion, you're screwed. You're not getting it. And there's only a cap. <laughs> even if you do, there's only a cap to oh, it. Oh, you want a raise? Oh, I'll give you a 20-cent raise. Like, yeah. And I, I think also when people think about entrepreneurship and working off commissions or anything like that, they think of the fear. It's just like, yeah, the I, fear, it, I can't make money. But the thing is, I wake up scared shitless every single day. But that makes me get out of bed faster. One. And two, it's like I push even harder than yeah, I ever would. You have, a, you have a different drive. It's a different drive. And it's like some people just you can't really comprehend it. It's like when you're really on your own and you're figuring out what you need to do it's a different feel it feels good at the end of the day yeah. during not so much yeah. <laughs> but it's like the pain that's worth it it's it's awesome because you can see an end to it you can see a goal that you're driving towards so like 
before this, um, so in high school, I worked, I worked some salary positions like camp counselor and stuff like that. In high school, I started DoorDash for a little bit, and then I got into a sales job. Um, it was like a direct uh, marketing company with AT and T. Um, after I worked that sales job, it was a hundred percent commission. I was like, I would never go back to a salary job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I was making more than my parents ever made. And I was, I only did it for a summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my weekly, like it was like ridiculous. Where and at? it's because um, it's called Annex Incorporated. Um, but just looking I, at the numbers, I was like. I knew things are crazy. And first of all, I don't want to dock a salary job. Oh yeah. There's, there's salary jobs that are amazing. Like what I have right now is like when I work with a real estate broker, just a contract is a salary job yeah, where it's yeah. like I get paid every single week. And that stability has saved me in my business, like other business ventures so much because I have a cushion. Like this past two weeks was complete hell. My bank account went to complete zero. I have to save this, put this fire, put this fire. It's like when everything crumbled, I figured out all my back areas where things are just bad, but it was bad. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I have 50 bucks in my main, like I have multiple accounts, but like 50 bucks in my main account where I only want to spend. And even then, like I had a cushion of an extra thousand, yeah. couple thousand dollars in my other accounts. Yeah. But like the fifty dollars is like next Friday, I'm gonna have another check. It's okay. Yeah. And that initial phase of building, especially when you have payments, you have bills and things like that, it's okay until you take that fully big leap, which I will do within a year or two, yeah. hopefully. Um, so I, I don't want to dock salary jobs, and that's a big thing as well. People want to go straight into. I don't want to work a salary job. I want to go straight into real estate, or yeah. I'm not. That's not no disrespect at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, or mortgages or anything like that. Um, when thinking of the salary job, get a little more experience, and every everyone has their own path, and I say that as well. But it's always good to look at all the alternatives, and like all Sean always hits me is like, "Why are you going to college still?" Yeah. Because like I have a really good business, I make yeah. a lot of money, I'm having a lot of fun. What's the point of college? And I keep going back to saying it's like it's the experience of it. It's the I didn't even go in person. It's not like the college experience, but the experience of gaining more knowledge, learning how to study, learn how to do certain tax assessments, yeah, yeah. doing stuff that I really hate. That's where I find value, and everyone finds their own value in different things. So, so one thing I take away from college, I hated it honestly. Yeah. Um, actually, there's multiple things. I love playing football. Yeah. Football is created. You play football in college? Yeah. Okay. Football has created my my mindset. It it's branded my mindset. Yeah. Um, you know, just I'm just a grinder. Yeah. I love to work as hard as possible. Um, there's not a lot of people that like to work hard, and that's the reason why they can't do certain positions like this where you're hundred percent commission because the work is just not there. You have to work extremely hard. Yeah. Um, and then number two, just, just being on my own in college, um, just learning how to, you know, finagle in certain situations. Um, it, it, it's, it's been great to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't not college. A lot of people, you know, they find themselves in college, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the one thing that I'm saying is like, you shouldn't go to college knowing that you're going to take on a thousand, a thousand dollars. And that's why I go to community college. I look, at, like, I look, at, I look at, you know, student loans every day, dude. And you have student t- loans. No. Okay. But I can tell you right now, a lot of, a lot of people are, are trapped. You know, you have over a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. My gosh! And you're making what thirty thousand, oh forty thousand a year? That's brutal. And and I just it, it's crazy that people in America have to go through that. Like I don't know who told you to take on that debt or what you're going to school. Well, for. because they make that whole um, propaganda where they say, "Oh, it's different, though." Yeah, it's not the same type of debt as I have. It's so crazy that you know. What does that mean? I feel like people are not researching the job that they want or yeah. the career they want to go in. Well, again, back to the propaganda of college, where they say you'll find what you're doing in college. You're not yeah. gonna research before you go to college and then do it. You you figure out what you're doing in college. So then. Come on. And then 
when I was in college, I was still saying this, like, why are you guys here? Like, I, there's people that, not to knock it, but going to this college for music or something like oh that. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you know how easy it is to become your own artist? Oh, my gosh. There's there's certain things where you could just record. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, if that's something that you really like, how can I go to college? With, how can I not go to college? With, have you have you thought of that? Yeah. Or were you just branded, oh, I need to go to college where I'm going to be a failure? Yeah. And then... What my mentor, because my mentor Jeff Vespa, he went to all my mentors went to college. But my main, men, one of my biggest mentors went to, um, what was it, New Los Angeles Film Academy. I forgot which yeah, one. Yeah. It was like one big film academy in Los Angeles. But he kept pushing me. He go to film school because I'm into film and photography. He go to film school, and I kept saying why, and I couldn't understand. But he kept going back to the argument. We're saying it's the time. It's you get four years, and that's where I understand the music majors and the drama majors and things like that. Because when you're throw yourself into the real world you're gonna have to take a job you have to do things so spend face but money is just not easy like that yeah um so when they go to college they say you'll have time to really work on your craft and grow as a creative because sometimes people need that yeah but then my counter argument to that is always but if you're taking on a loan that time you're paying for that time so, so regardless i'll say this um you know a lot of people they have there the cer certain situation they are they have to take out a loan yeah um nothing's wrong with that though um but just know how you're going to pay that back. 100%. For example, you want to apply to get a mortgage or you want to apply to get any type of loan, you know, car, you know, they're going to look at their certain stuff. So, for example, when you're in the mortgage industry, we want what's called a debt to income ratio. Yeah. That takes into account how much liabilities you have a month. So let's say, for example, you got $100,000 in student loan debt. We 1% that to 5% that. So it's going to show you're paying $1,000 a month on student loan debt. Think about it. You you want a house, you're only making forty grand a month, you're never gonna be no. able to buy a house. Yeah, exactly. So it's certain things like that. Just know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um a lot of people are so un uneducated and you know, it stems back to their parents too. You know, their parents went to college and you know, they think, Oh, that's the big yo, we have to go to college, it's a different you know, era. you're gonna get this. It's a whole house. different era. Oh, yeah. you know, you're gonna you know, American dream, whatever, and it's changed. You don't have to go to college. There's plenty of people that I know have never stepped foot in a college and are doing well off their self. And even better than people that have been to college for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's truly fair, but it's like also it's like I could be going to business school for four years and I could be doing real estate in college for four years. Yeah. But me learning real estate in college, I could do that in the real world. Yeah. So it's like and I can and I can I can fuck up yeah. and, and I can learn rather yeah. than I fail a test. And what am I truly learning exactly. on paper? And it's so great that we're at such a young age. I don't know how you... Go. I'm 22. I'm 19. 18. Okay, so we're at such a young yeah. age to where, like, we can make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> we can find what what truly is our, you know, our passion or drive. You know, I truly think mortgages are my... I love it. I wake up every day. I love exactly what I do. I love helping people. I love meeting new people. And, you know, a lot of people, they, they fall into the, the trap to where I guess they're finding themselves. Um, and that's something that... I, I found myself at a very young age. Yeah, <laughs> I always knew I wanted to be in real estate, and it comes down to like, have you sat down and really had a talk with yourself what you truly want to do in this life? Well, the thing about finding yourself is you dabbled in other stuff as well. I'm sure yeah. you have. You yeah. you tried different things. You figured out oh, oh, that's man. not for me. <laughs> like that's where I found myself. Like I found yeah. myself in high school, and that's where you can say you found yourself because I failed. Yeah, and you have people to fail. don't realize like. <laughs> the way to find is to fail. You have to fail. Mm -hmm. You know, I failed so many times. I will I'm say still a lot failing. of failing. Oh, <laughs> of course. Like I feel every dude. I try new things every day. I'm still every, failing. <laughs> every week, I'm just like, man, I messed up. Yeah. But the thing is, 
dude, we're at an age with no kids. Oh, we yeah. don't live on our own yet. We do yeah. all these different stuff. And I will say people have situations where they have to go out. They have to. And it's that's hard. But I'm saying for the people that can and they why would you go in and on your own so fast? Why would you go to college to get yeah. loans so fast when we can build an into we can strive for a million dollar business. Yeah completely crumble it where you'll never you break connections you burn bridges yeah. like it just happens and you're like oh wait i'm only 22 yeah <laughs> it's crazy you have like 60 more years to go bud like when i the first <laughs> the first time the first time i walked into the office my office and everyone thought i was like 26 28 yeah so i told him i thought age, you were like 28 i told him my age and i'm like hey at the time i was 21 years old and they're like you're 21 <laughs> Um, and it's a because feeling, a lot of, a lot of people, like, for example, hundred percent commission, they, they, they won't step in until they got, you know, a lot of people that is, for example, a lot of people going to mortgages cause they have real estate partners already. Um, me, I'm ground up and I love it that way. Yeah. Cause I can grow with certain people that I've never, I never would have met if I wasn't in mortgages. Um, and that's been great so far. Yeah. The connections, man. Uh, and when you throw yourself out there, it's, uh, and, it's almost uh, Will Smith had this one video where he was just like, um, I think it was, it was either Jaden Smith or Will Smith, but they were talking about Will Smith and he was saying the difference between Jaden Smith and Will Smith is Will Smith has that one more go. And they're saying Jaden Smith and Will Smith are going on an airplane and going um, skydiving. And then Jaden Smith was like, that was it. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm out of it. Yeah. And then Will Smith was like, no, we're jumping. And he like, even though he didn't want to as well, they jumped. And then it's like, after you take that initial step, like you throw yourself in there, it's going to suck. You're going to feel the pain. You're going to feel the torture. Like a few moments later, you feel good. You're yeah. like, oh, it wasn't that bad. The biggest thing that I had a problem with, like my biggest fear growing a business was bringing people on. Yeah. Especially as a photographer, it's a very skill-based, art-based thing where it's very creative. I want to do my own thing type thing. Um, so to bring on a second photographer, it was I was scared shitless, bro. I couldn't even fathom. I was like, I can't trust someone with my name yeah, and stuff like, like that. Like a, like They're going to ruin my name. Exactly. They're going to mess up and it's going to be whatever. I worked so hard to build this. Yeah. Brought in a guy. Trained him. It was a good time. I was like, oh, this wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. And then just recently, I brought in another dude. I, I couldn't go to this one shoe. Sent him out. Didn't pull up to standards. It was, we completely messed it up. It was like, oh, man, I wish you did yeah. better. They were mad at me. My name was completely ruined for that person. Yeah. My biggest fear came true. Yeah. It was worse. Like, that was just this week. I was like, I was freaking out. Yeah. But then after, I realized it's going to be okay. Yeah. Everything was fine after that. Like, you figured it out. I gave him a refund. It was like, you need to keep moving. I was like, that yeah. was what I was scared about. My <laughs> big, I'm telling you, like, how people are afraid of spiders, that's what's me bringing on people. Yeah. And then I get over that fear, and I'm just like, dude. And then now I, now I picture, like, my next biggest fear is, like, taking risks, putting all my money into one thing and something like that. It's not that bad. It isn't. It's and like the imagination scales things way beyond our perspective. You know, just starting a business or, you know, real estate, anything is taking a risk. Yeah. Especially if you don't know the outcome. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can have the outcome planned out or, you know, how much money you can make or certain stuff like that. But, you know there's certain factors that come in that are out of control out of control <laughs> completely out of control. for example um when i first started you know my my mentor you know he told me the first six months you're not gonna make anything yeah <laughs> you're gonna be prospecting people that they probably won't close a loan for the next you know six months three yeah. months i broke that curve by the way but Go. part of it's because you know a lot of people don't hit the ground running how they should like i said when i touched my first day back in florida I was at open houses <laughs> yeah and that's because i did not want to go six months without making money yeah um and and it's a mental block because i thought that too it's just like when i got the photographer's like man i'm gonna have to do free shoots for like a year before i can make anything i guess i was told that somewhere i don't know where i got the information yeah. but that was my mindset i was like i need to do cheap shoots i need to do free shoots in order yeah. to get anywhere 
had a friend, Keon Gooding. Dude, I don't know if you've seen No Cap Visions. He does like a lot of sports I films. I think I have, yeah. He was like my bro. I always did his photos for his Instagram. We are like really yeah. good friends for a while. He's like, I want to get into photography. I was like, all right, get yourself a camera. He got himself a camera. Bro, it hasn't even been six months. He's working yeah. with NFL athletes. Yeah. And then I like it almost like a self-inflect. I was like, wait, how? how? <laughs> and I love it too. Like I, my friends, we it's like a competition. It's not a competition, yeah. but it's like a friendly like, yo, you're yeah. doing great. You're doing good. We yeah. all support each other, but I want to be better than you type yeah. thing. So when I see that and I can tell he got better than me in certain actions, like yeah. how though? fuck did that happen Dude. i was mad and then but it was like we talk about it all the time i was like yo how and then we talk about it and then we dissect it and he was just like i just don't have that mental block he yeah. just doesn't have the mental block yeah. that says i'm gonna have to wait this amount of time to make this money he just finds a problem fixes it moves on next day and i feel like that's how it should be yeah um a lot of people are scared to take risk i, I don't know where that comes from i never was stem like that i think it's taught it's definitely and taught I'm always a person to just jump in front of anything. Yeah. Um, for example, like well, that's I, that football. That's the football <laughs> mindset. Same like thing I'm with a, Sean. You two are just like, you don't think. Like, <laughs> just go, just go. Yeah. Like, I mean, you definitely think, but you know, like I'll go, I'll go out to eat or something, and I swear I'll talk to someone I've never met before. Yeah. And and a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. A lot of people can't just jump into a situation and just. I'm telling you, it. our biggest fears are not as big as we think, yeah. and that's what I like. That that's the season of my life right now. Where I'm just realizing. It's not that bad. Yeah. yeah, I, I feel like you read how to how to how to influence friends and oh wait how, how to, to win, win friends influence yeah oh, that how to win amazing. friends and influence people. I feel like you read that just because of the fact that like that's the kind of vibe I get because it's like the rules that that they teach you in that book is communication. So, I still have to read that. So book. you know what you know what's crazy? Never been a big reader at all. Mm. Oh, I just either. recently started reading. Do you um, read or audiobook? So I do a mixture of both. Okay. Um, when I go into the gym, when I'm like running or whatever, or yeah. walking or whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll hit some audiobooks yeah. just to get my day started. Um, and then when I'm working out, I like to listen to music. Of course. But I, like, if you actually sit down, you know, I like to do at least 15 to 30 minutes and sit down and read. I like to do it, especially when I go to bed at night. And That's a great way to do it. It's crazy that people don't do this on a regular basis for me i've never like i hate reading i still hate reading well it's the thing like, that we were... i've put it in my schedule to start reading and yeah. it's helped me yeah <laughs> growing up we have we were forced books yeah that's all my, my girlfriend like she's super smart bro yeah. like she's at fsu doing yeah, nursing yeah, program yeah. and everything like that and then she's she's done she's in so many books and so many classes in high school that she just doesn't enjoy reading and it's so sad because yeah. I found so many cool books yeah. that I just found interesting. And it's the fact that you have to find something that you actually want to read. Because yeah. when I read books, my books won't inspire other people. Like when I read certain books, I'm like, I'm inspired. That may not inspire the next person. You have to find what really works for you. The first the first book I read, oh, what's it called? It's by Malcolm Godwin. It talks about 10,000 hours to search something yeah. to where, you know. To perfect something. Perfect yeah. something. Um, so, you know, I would literally, like when I started doing mortgage, I was like, how can I get to 10,000 hours? Mm -hmm. There's only 24 hours in a day. Right. So yeah. my first part was like studying for the test. So I devoted from, I, you know, I don't know if you guys know that, like a schedule of a student athlete. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watch those videos. So <laughs> I would wake up around like 5 a.m. I would have like weights around like 6. What school? Wait, what school was it? Where are you D1? I went to a D2 school okay. in West Virginia called Alderson Broadus. Wow. So I would wake up at um, 5 a.m. every morning. Yeah. Get to weights around 530. Oh my lift to lift to like 830, run to 830. After that, I would have classes around like 12 to like 3. So what I would do from after I get a lift, I would take a shower and just study. Yeah. Learn stuff. Yeah. 
I didn't even care about the school aspect because you know when you're a student athlete, it's pretty much handed to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I, I, like, whenever I was in college, I was thinking like, what am I gonna do when I graduate? Like everyone's like, yeah, I'll just find a job. Like, I still know people now that don't don't know what they're doing. They're just living at home, just going by. Yeah. Like, where, where's that job at? You know, people have business degrees. You know, what what job you got? I like I was talking to one of my friends um, in Maryland, and he was like, yeah, I'm still searching for a job. Um, I had an interview to get make fifteen dollars an hour. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and they're bragging about it too. Like, you, like, they're are you about kidding it. me? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's terrible. Are you kidding me? Like, dude, six thousand a month is a bad month. Exactly. I don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, how can I like line stuff up to, you know, get to like I haven't hit a ten k month yet. I'm gonna be honest, I haven't hit one. Yeah. But I'm lining things up to how the hell can I reach that exactly. as soon as possible? It's, it's on your mind. It's on my <laughs> mind, dude. That's on my mind. Ten thousand. Especially when you know when you're in real estate, you know it's it's a transaction base. So you know, for example, you know some you can get a client and that client won't officially you won't get paid till about you know it can be three six you know it can be one month two yeah. months or it could be a year like yeah, uh, like again year. so i mean like what was nice about my first deal is like i made more money in, in my first deal than i did all four years of working yeah. at Publix just by a call yeah. i called someone i said hey Insane. you want me to sell your house and I don't, I don't know <laughs> if you're a big, in the mail. i don't know if you're a big cold call person but when i first started uh sales in general i wasn't a big cold call person i hated it but you know just that have worked up like i've cold called realtors before and they're like hey no one has ever picked up the phone and called me and had a conversation yeah so it's certain things that people are scared to do pick up the phone Just and call time a random person yeah. hey can i sell your house for you and and and, and that's why I, I just did like right before you guys came i i called and now i have an appointment at six yeah. and that, but that appointment at six could be four thousand five thousand dollars handed to me yeah handed to me so i mean it's just about taking that initial step and just yeah. cold calling and what you do yeah. you like you prospect and you and you set out a certain time yeah because realtors make you money and you make you make realtors money yeah. and it's not even like making realtors money i make their transaction better if Fair. you have a shitty mortgage person oh, in I've your, heard in horror your, stories if yeah you have a shitty mortgage person in your corner it's tough <laughs> explain that elaborate so a lot of people they work with companies for example a bank or you know person that's like been in the industry for you know 50 plus years it really doesn't care because they're so you know saturated with business so you know they probably won't answer a phone call they probably won't update a client and me i'm hitting on every point that the other person didn't do so it's like a free <laughs> go for me but you know there's a lot of stuff that like i said you know especially when you're building a book you have to provide value a lot of people don't provide value and they'll never, you know, have their fruits of labor. Of course. So just to kind of finalize things, what are your like long-term goals? Like, like what do you see yourself doing in the future a year, a year from now, five years from now, 10, 10 years from now. And then, you know, so like I said, when we first started, I'm a big saver. Um, you know, I, every month I'm stashing away money. Um, my next big goal is getting my first investment property. Um, after that, I put I put toward a plan to where you know every year I want to buy at least one, um, and you know after that after I get to five start refinancing them and you know just keep stacking my capital investing in different routes, um, and you know once you know I get to a point where you know everything's pretty automated I get assistance on my team and stuff like that you know I feel like what's next from there you know I love traveling. Um, you know in the, in the certain situation I'm around I can't really travel a lot because I'm so young in my career but. You know that's something that I do want to do a lot, but you know, goals goals to me, 
you, I hate people that have a big ass freaking long term goal. I'm really big on short term goals. Like, Gary Vee's big on that. Really big on short term goals. Like, what can I do today to get me to tomorrow? What exactly. can I do today to yeah. get me to next week? What can That's I fair. do to this month to get me to next month? What can I do this month or these next three months, six months to get me to next year? I don't really, pro- really go through the process of you know five year, ten year goals. I I just don't like them. Yeah. And your 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 ten year goal or your you know thirty year goal will come from the small goals. Yeah, you'll find out what exactly you want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with that because yeah, people are really big on like find your purpose, find your passion, and find what you really want to do. What's your end goal? And they ask that. What's your end goal? And it's like, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. But until then, <laughs> I'm just gonna do my best at what I do. Like you know? I know, I know, I'm, I'm a, like, I, I love the whole process of investing. Like, like I said, my parents are into it, and you know that's paid off dividends for me. So that's something. Yeah, I know I want to do, but you know. It has to be the right time, right place, and I have to pull the trigger like like how they did. You know, I don't want to jump into something that I'm not ready for. Of course, that's fair. Because a lot of people can go into investment and that thing crash and burns, and they're like, "I wish I never would have done this." Yeah. Like a lot of people when they got into the market in 2000, you know, before 2008, they thought they were getting the best investment property ever. The market crashed and they were they were to pieces. They went foreclosed. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you gotta. I just want to be in the right situation at the right time. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what we're doing. I feel like you're just slowly putting like all the small puzzle pieces, and then yeah. again, like the ten-year goals, the puzzle's done. Yeah. So I mean, I love it. I respect it, and um, honestly, it was fucking fantastic having you on. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you, so, um, just to kind of finalizing, do you yeah. want to plug any socials, your number, email, whatever? What's the like? What's the best way to re- like reach um, you and you contact you? You can actually reach me on my website if you have any mortgage questions. CourtneyDouglasCCM.com. Uh, my social media is Courtney underscore Douglas FL Florida. Um, Facebook Courtney Douglas. Um, and my number is nine five four three two eight four zero eight nine. I like to give out my number a lot. A lot of yeah. people reach out to me, and I'm pretty reachable. Um, you know, like I said, I'm open to talk to anyone. Um, I like to, you know, provide a resource to anyone, anything. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I appreciate the time. Yeah, no problem, dude.